Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Hour two, GBAC Nation. Hour three, my bad. Here we go into the four o'clock hour already. We're having a good time. Heard from the Mike Zimmer presser earlier, if you wanted to go back and listen to that in the 2 o'clock hour, they were talking Cowboys defense. He did talk about the modern motion offenses and said, I'm not going to get into details, but we feel like we'll have some things for those kinds of things. Um, and and generally, it was, a, it was a good vibe presser there with the Cowboys' new defensive coordinator and the head coach, Mike McCarthy, back there in that 2 o'clock hour. Uh, But the other big story going on in DFW sports today is the pitchers and catchers arriving in Surprise, Arizona. And joining us now to talk about spring training is a proper Rangers legend in his sixth season now with Rangers broadcasting the great David Murphy here on the fan. And a good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? Did we lose you, Dave? We got you, Dave. David Murphy. Murph dog. Guy knew his way around a batter's box and an outfield participated in two World Series with uh, your hometown Texas Rangers. Here he is, David Murphy, on the fan. And a good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're doing excellent. Now, are you thinking Are you thinking back-to-back here? Are you thinking uh, – <laughs> let's do it again, Murph. That was fun. Making it just sound that, that easy. Run it back, right? They sure did make it look easy once the regular season ended. <laughs> no, they really did. Um, you, you know, uh, I've told the story a few times, but I remember uh, having a, a conversation – with a group of fans and uh, it was, it was the day after, I think it was the day after the regular season ended and everybody was kind of down on what was going on with, uh, you know, how, how they had played recently and how they had struggled. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, it's, it's the postseason. everybody's O and O. So after they win that first game, watch out. And sure enough, they rolled right along and they were a force to be reckoned with on the road. They were, and it was exceptional, and I, I think at times I haven't even fully digested how just majestic that run that run was, but today's all about spring training. When does the fun end and, and the work begin for a season uh, like this? Is it a gradual process, or, or is it sudden that when you arrive, hey, we don't want to be talking about last year anymore, guys. I know it was good, and you were a part of a lot of successful teams, Dave. Well, I mean, I guess it really depends on the individuals and how you look at your job, because... Uh, if, if we're speaking honestly, the Major League Baseball players, and they get to play a game for a living, so every day is fun. And uh, there's always buzz around it. Yeah, there's pressure that comes with it. Um, it can be a grind at times, but for the most part, um, I'm sure these guys just couldn't wait to get to spring training. And, you know, everything, all the work they put in last year, um, it's only going to make this year a lot more fun. Yes, it's going to be different because they have a target on their back. Uh, teams are going to be shooting to gun them down. Um, but at the same time, uh, 
when you have a group of elite athletes like this, this is the type of challenge that they look forward to. So um, they love the position they're in, and obviously um, they know what comes with the territory of being a, a World Series champion. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, Murph, because we haven't had back-to-back World Series champs since the Yankees did it uh, in the late 90s going into the 2000s. So can you feel that pressure night in and night out as you guys were defending the AL pen in a couple of years and you know this team having to try and navigate that to do something the Chiefs just did in the NFL, which is be repeat champs? Yeah, I, I don't think you look at it that way. Um, I think you just you take each you know, the, the sports cliche, you take it one day at a time, there's times, you know, I kind of mentioned the grind a second ago, and I think, you know, if you're not playing well, and I think where you might feel that at times is you may notice just because you're the defending champs, you may notice that teams are just playing you harder, and that could wear you down at times because you're not going to be playing your best baseball um, for 162. So I think it's just uh, you go out, you do your best, and, uh, you know, for the most part, with the talent level that you have in that clubhouse, your best is usually going to be good enough. David Murphy with us here in the G-Bag Nation. All right, Murph, what is the what is the big question or storyline that you're sort of most interested in tracking here in the first portion of spring training? Uh, I would just say the rotation and just how it's how it's going to work out, um, and and still uh, the remaining free agents. You know. Where are all these guys going to sign, and particularly Jordan Montgomery, um, with the ties that he has to the Rangers? Uh, I didn't talk to Jordan while he was with the Rangers. It's hard for me to imagine with the, the track record of success that he had in a few months and then winning a world championship that he wouldn't want to come back. Uh, but I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So, um, so I'm really going to keep an eye on what's going on there. And then um, – you know, just watch how the rest of these guys progress. Uh, I'd love to see Cody Bradford be able to step in and, and be able to play a, a role in the rotation, if, uh, you know, if he's called upon to do so. Uh, and then from there, I would probably say, what, what's it going to look like for, um, for the two young guys? One, and Evan Carter, we know that he's a guy that, that belongs on the Major League roster. Now it's just a, a matter of what we're going to see him do over the course of a full season. And then, uh, obviously, there's been a lot of talk of Wyatt Langford. I feel like, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, unfair talk. You know, just because you come up and you breeze through the minor leagues, um, man, you're putting a lot of expectations on yourself. But he seems like he's a he's a kid that can definitely handle it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think I read a projection the other day mm-hmm. saying that he's going to hit like 41 doubles or something like that. I'm like, come on, give the give the kid a break. Like we're we're setting him up for high expectations there, but. Um, this guy looks like he's going to be a great player for years to come. I mean, I was thinking more like 45 bombs, but I, I'll, I'll get carried away. <laughs> Take that, too. <laughs> it's David Murphy here with you on the fan. I did want to follow up with you on the pitcher and, and Jordan Montgomery, and whether it's him or somebody else, how high is your level of urgency for getting another proven guy in here, or are you happy going to spring with what they got and seeing what young guys come along? I think with what they were able to do last year, um, if it is what it is and, and everything is as it stands right now, I think they'll be fine because I think um, what they did last year instills so much confidence. Now that's assuming that everybody stays healthy, but you can never have enough pitching. Uh, Montgomery would really, really bolster that rotation and really give them something, um, you know, it's closer to what we saw for most of last season, obviously for, for the postseason run last year. 
Um, you know, and even with him, like I, I don't know if we can expect him to be the guy that he was. I mean, he's always been a guy with, you know, you, you can, you can safely expect him to be a guy that's going to have a three and a half to four ERA um, safe to project that he's going to win 12 to 15 games. He could easily win more than that. Um, But man, but just the grit, uh, the way, you know, (laughs) for my money, I I don't know if if I've ever seen anybody pitch Jordan Alvarez so well. And, and that right there, just, (laughs) you know, uh, I give him a vote of confidence just for what he did in those matchups against Alvarez. So uh, he's a guy that I would definitely love to have here. I hope that uh, I hope it's a possibility. Do you like what some of the uh, moves the Rangers have made in terms of the bullpen, getting a guy like David Robertson and, and impacting there? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think anybody who who tracks the game, you know, they saw that he he did well in the first half last year. He struggled down the stretch. Um, but I think the the great thing about him is when you come up with the Yankees and you've, you know, you're the veteran guy that he's been throughout the course of his career. Um, maybe some guys might be intimidated in coming to a team that's the defending world series champs. And I don't think that's going to bother him one bit just because of his resume, um, you know, having been a guy that stepped in the box against him and saw how nasty his stuff is. I know he's, he's a little bit older than he was back then. Um, but he, he had stuff that, you know, was sustainable at the time to, you know, um, play throughout the years and that's why he's been able to do it so long. So, uh, I love that. And, and he's going to be a great veteran presence in the clubhouse. Um, Mally, I know is a guy that, you know, he's not going to get to pitch right away. Uh, Yates is a guy that he was, you know, he had some great years out of the bullpen. So I feel like they did what they needed to do. Uh, I know there's, you know, there was talk about hater and obviously he's got nasty stuff, but at the same time, I just don't know if I want to go out and commit nearly a hundred million dollars to one guy at the back end of the bullpen. So I'm fine with, you know, not getting him, even if he did go to the in-state rival. Murph, another one of the young bucks we're excited to watch is going to be Justin Foscue. And I'm, I'm curious the challenges. He's 24 years old. If he gets put in that DH role, what type of challenges present themselves as a young dude who's probably used to not sitting all day and then just waiting for his plate appearance and then go back to sitting? He's used to playing defense and, and playing the entire duration of the game. What type of challenge is that for a young guy like him to, to fit in in a DH role? Yeah, I can imagine for a guy that's never been in the big leagues before, it could be challenging because uh, you know younger guys typically have a little bit more pent-up energy in there, right? And so uh, usually if you're playing defense, that's kind of a way to kind of burn, burn some of that energy. That way it makes it easier to calm down at the plate. So if you're just DHing, if you're just learning the position for the first time, uh, it can be tough. It's something I didn't really do until I was on the other side of 30. And uh, it, it took a little transition to get used to. And once I finally got the hang of it, I really enjoyed it. But I was a guy that really couldn't sit still. So it's not like I would go hit. And then I would just sit there and watch the game and then go up and hit again. It was like, all right, I go hit, you know, the team goes out on, on defense. I might watch a little bit of that defensive inning, but then right after that, I'm going back to the cage. I'm making sure to hit off the tee. I'm grabbing the assistant hitting coach to, to give me some flips. So, you know, baseball is a very routine oriented sport. And so it's, uh, you know, they, they teach it at a very young age. The second that you enter the minor league system, every organization talks a lot about routine. So I'm sure he already has his. 
but maybe not necessarily as a DH. So he'll have to figure that DH routine out if that's uh, if that's the position that they want him to be in. Are those all reasons as well why the Rangers might say, hey, let's tap the brakes on just having Wyatt Langford on the opening day roster just to give him everyday playing time in the minor leagues until there is a spot in the outfield to where he could play every day? It could be, but, you know, that's um, that's different when you're talking about the organization too because, you know, if it's a team that just won the World Series, they're obviously still talented enough to go win. And so – you might say that for you know a team that is not supposed to be successful here in 2024, and if you're thinking, all right, if this guy's not really going to help us to get to the postseason, um, let's give him a little bit more seasoning. But if he's the right guy, and if he's going to you know be the best guy in that spot to help the team win, then by all means, throw him in there. It's David Murphy here with you on the fan. You'd mentioned Evan Carter. How, how likely is it that with his struggles against left-handers that it's sort of a bumpy a ride compared to what his debut was like in his first two months in the bigs? I think, you know, more than anything, and, and this is, I guess, maybe speaking from experience as a left-handed hitter, um, the left-on-left matchup is tough. And there's not many guys that can come up and, and thrive in that situation. So I think – what I would like to see out of Evan Carter is for him to just to get his hits. Like I, I don't expect him to come in and hit third against lefties. You know, if you want to hit him seventh and he's a guy that, you know, if you've got runners on second and third, he's not the guy that I'm going to look at as, you know, hitting the three run Homer. Um, he has such quality at bats that, you know, if he hits a, a line drive single over the shortstop's head and drives in two, that's kind of the, the foundation of where he starts. And then as he continues um, to learn those matchups, as he continues to grow into uh, his talent level, then he's the guy that starts to take off and he becomes a 30 to 35 home run threat because he's also hitting home runs and for power against lefties. But I think in, in the early going, if he can hit 250 or 260 against lefties, get his hits, drive in runs. Um, obviously, we know he's going to see a ton of pitches. Uh, he's going to draw his walks, but um, he just—he seems too good of a hitter to not get to the point where he, he's going to hit lefties. So I, I think it's going to happen, but he's so young, he might have to take his lumps for a little bit. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he just totally makes the adjustment right away because he's that good. You mentioned Jordan and we're eyeballing the Astros. How, how are they looking? How, how do you handicap the silver boot? It's hard to project how a team is going to uh, how a team's going to perform when they're aging. Yeah, I mean, they're, the talent level, what they're capable of. Um, I think we all we all know it's there. Uh, you know, Altuve just signed his deal. Can he stay healthy for a full 162? Bregman, the same thing. He's a good hitter. Even when he's been healthy, he's kind of regressed in recent years. So what version are we going to get of all these guys? Obviously, haters, that, that's going to help them big time. You know, I read about Verlander today that he had, you know, he's having some arm issues. I don't, It doesn't sound like they're serious, but, uh, you know, it's what you would expect of a, a 40-year-old starting pitcher. So, um Fromber and, and uh, Javier, it seems like the league has started to figure them out a little bit more. They're still good, but, you know, their numbers weren't closer to the elite level like they were a few years ago. So definitely a, a team that um, 
you, you know, they're going to have to play well against to win the division. But I also love the fact that all of these projections and all of these rankings are picking Houston to win the division. I feel, I feel like that's exactly what, what the Rangers need. Just, you know, it's not like they need the motivation because I think they're just a solid group and they're, you know, they're ready for, to perform regardless. But I love the fact that, that Houston was, was projected to win the West because, um, you know, just add, throw, some, throw some fuel on the fire. Murph, uh, we were talking earlier about some of these conditioning tests. I know Mike Basick, your Bally Sports teammate, uh, gave us some of his that he had with the Cleveland Indians and then now with the Rangers when he came over. Do you have any conditioning test memories there starting spring training? Oh, man. I I think um, I don't really remember doing a ton with the Rangers. Uh, We had to do my the two years that I was in Cleveland. we had to do that beep test where we're just kind of running back and trying to make sure to touch the cone. It's kind of like a shuttle run in a way it's testing your endurance and your sprint level all at the same time. And I think my last spring I was 33 years old and Francisco Lindor was, I don't know, like probably 22 years old. So I'm going up against kids like this and Jose Ramirez and Jason Kipnis and all these guys. And I'm like, what am I, what am I doing with all these guys? And I was, definitely worn out and out of breath at the end of it but um yeah it was it was it was a good test to see see where i was physically and i I definitely miss being able to run like that (laughs) well david we missed hearing you talk rangers it's great to have you back on the show maybe we'll see you out in surprise and uh and we look forward to your now sixth season here with the team or is it seven now six no it's six yeah well you're doing a hell of a job man and uh and uh we wish you nothing but the best salute to you yeah, enjoy listening to y'all. Enjoy talking baseball with y'all. Looking forward to the next time. Nice. Thank there he Murphy. goes. David Murphy, a proper Ranger legend. He and Mike Bassick are going to be uh, amongst the rotation there in your analyst seat on television. Jared Sandler's going to get some games on TV as uh, as uh, I, I know fans are just eating up all the information. And Sands was in studio hanging out yesterday getting ready for his hot stove, which, by the way, was a banger last night, a banger hot stove edition. And he was like, yeah, I just don't think anybody cares about it. This is what people love to talk about, fans. We, we want to talk about who's on radio, who's on TV. And it's, it's great to interact with those guys. It, it's always just such a, such a pleasure to get their perspective because they're around the team all the time. You know, and you don't know when you ask them a question, the interesting angles are going to take the discussion, as always. Okay, top 10's coming up next. Wolchuk, where are you taking us? It is Valentine's Day. What are your V-Day plans? We got the top 10 best movies for date night. That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, buddy, welcome back. It is the Nation Top 10 here in just a second. Coming up at 4.40, we're talking basketball with you. That'll be a proper rim session. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If your loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214-817-333-3333. Jump online at truckwreck.com. And here he is, Zach with an H, your woolly bully. Thank you very much. We've got the Top 10 Best Date Night movies. Here on Valentine's Day, what are your Valentine's Day plans? 877-881-1053. Stars got themselves an early Valentine's Day gift with a big win last night. It was a fun game against Carolina. Uh, They came in with the best road power play in the NHL. Stars kept them off the board, held them scoreless on the power play. Jake Ottinger's been fantastic since coming back from the All-Star break as he's only allowed five goals. Jason Robertson, team high 54 points this season, got another goal. Rope Hintz joined the goal party as well team leading 23rd but uh, I think this is a turn in order that we've been waiting to see he was hurt got made it to the all-star game and hey that's cool Uh, I don't know that I necessarily would have voted for him because he wasn't playing to our Jake Ottinger expectations no but since then he's looking back like he has found his game and he was brilliant last night had one of the best saves in the entire season with his glove stopping a shot on the left side there in front of the cage a big time stave after the stars had just scored i think it was right after jason robertson had scored to put him up three two in the third period the period to keep that game uh not even and fantastic game from Otter. I thought he was really, really good last night. So, yeah. starts back in action tomorrow. We have the Mavs tonight. I've been looking for that Otter uh, probably since last playoffs consistently, to be honest with you, Wolchuk. And, uh, you know, I, I I need to be filled with that Otter confidence again someday soon. Uh, you know, and last night was a big step back in that direction. We need that Otter confidence. Absolutely, yeah. we do. All right. Uh, it is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, yesterday, Eric, you asked, like, hey, have you guys kind of made plans for this? I did. I got I got the roses. I got the flowers out of the way. I'm probably going to pick up dinner from uh, wifey's favorite spot on the way home tonight. But otherwise, I don't have anything, like, massively planned. Uh, I think a lot of people texted in, like, hey, we've done plenty for Valentine's Day. It's just, a, just another day for us from the 817. But I don't know if you guys had some big Valentine's Day plans. Well, I did. Uh, I got some presents. You know, um, I got a little jewelry. Thank you very much, Thomas Direct. You and I uh, got some other things as well. So I'm going to go home. And, you know, I didn't realize this until last year when I saw the utter look of disappointment in uh, Abby's face that I did not get her something. And I didn't realize how big of a deal that was. It's something I missed out on the Girl Dad uh, guidebook. Uh, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm up to the challenge this year. Good to know. I can actually take those. I don't know when it happened. I I never remember my dad taking care of my sister on Valentine's Day. Like, you know, this is just a pure romance thing. But you know how women are. They will scheme up any way to get in on another gift. And um, and, and apparently all the crap that I buy, Abby, pretty much every day of the year does not matter. You know, (laughs) it's all about this day and her birthday. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's unbelievable the stuff that kids will come over these days because they're constantly on their phone. Uh, we know around 12, 13, 14 from our life experiences is when girls start shopping, right? And they start talking about it in class, and you're like, wow, girls be shopping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. now they're constantly doing it on their phone and sending you links. 
which is uh, it's, it's, it's making it a significant problem. I'm actually envious of Chiafala. Once you have three kids like that who are around the same age, you can say, no, I can't get this for you. Because I'd have to get it for all of you. It's a good point, you know. But when you ha- when you have basically an only child out there ripping into new territory constantly, it can be hard to fend off. Yeah, I play that hit all the time. Yeah. I play that hit all the time. No, you can't have it. I can't get it to your sisters. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm not doing too much. I did the Tiff's treats home delivery. Nice, Ooh. and that's nice because that's a good play. Ultimately, you get a little love note on there. You know, there's a surprise knock on the door, and there's enough cookies to go around for the kiddos as well, so they feel like, hey, this is also for you. I'm like, hey, mommy's getting cookies, but also you guys as well. This is for y'all. So it's it's a it's an easy no brainer situation. I'm back to back Tiff's treats years on Valentine's Day. It's worked out for the better. I got upset at my wife yesterday because she called me frantic about losing her debit card. And oh, so no. she's looking to see if there were any charges. She's like, did you buy Tiff's Treats? And I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like getting frustrated. <laughs> I'm like trying to make it a surprise. I'm like, well, you know what? Gosh dang it. Yes, I did. There you go. Valentine's Day's ruined Thanks now. For Thanks for spoiling it, babe. And that's a, you used to be an edible arrangements guy. I know. I know. I've pivoted to, I mean, Tiff just has, has a special place in my heart these she days. never misses. No. Tiff always gets it right. What about you, L.A.? Well, what about me, L.A.? In terms of uh, Valentine's. <laughs> oh, what am I going to do? Uh, I told you last night. I wasn't playing. I didn't get the Manscaped like I wanted to, but yeah. <laughs> but you will, right? Yeah, I'm going to Manscaped a little later. We had I that like meeting it. today, so it kind of threw off my track of it everything. Did. It did. Yeah, it threw me off a little bit. But uh, other than Manscaping and washing myself thoroughly, um, I'll probably give her $300. Okay. And pay that electric bill for. <laughs> that's my, dude, that's better than cookies. That's better than Tiff Street's cookies. What about date night movies? Are you like uh, Mike earlier where he's like, I don't give a damn about this. Just give me some action. Or do you actually have some? I'll sit down and watch some date night movies with you, babe. Yeah, I don't like the lovey-dovey romancy movies. Nor do I like the super action movies either, man. I like a movie with a cause. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, but I did substance. write down some movies that I would like to watch. Love and Basketball. Great film. I like that one. Dirty Dancing. Also very Nobody good. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nope. That's a real ass movie, too. It's a real, real movie if you watch it. It's real. Yeah, it's not one of those BBL movies. No, it's not. <laughs> Brown Sugar's a great movie I like to watch. Good movie. Uh, and then this one right here, you wouldn't think it's a love story, but it is. Menace to Society. Oh! That's a love it. story. The man was going to get out of the hood. He was almost out of there, bro. Yeah, and Jada Pickett was in love with him, bro. He was mm-hmm. almost there. That movie crushed my soul. And I was also scared of cars driving down the street because I thought it was a drive-by. So, yeah. yeah. Does, yeah. Does, spoiler alert, does he dodge the Jada Pinkett bullet in that movie, or does he... Uh, he did dodge the Jada Pinkett bullet. He's up there with God now in the pearly gates. Yep. Good for him. I love that. There are a lot of love stories in, in unexpected places, like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. You there guys you know that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be creative, bro. Beers. That's what yeah, talking about. Beers. That's weed. Yeah. That's weed. <laughs> Who got the blunt? I got the blunt. <laughs> Who got the blunt? Did you watch that like 20 times like I did? Oh, and I dude. just wore that movie, movie out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. With uh, Ryan Reynolds as well. I think you can maybe make that into a, a little rom-com if you want. Which movie? Which movie? Waiting. Oh, okay. Okay. Good film. I was going to go Just Friends. Just Friends is definitely uh, one of those. No doubt about it. Uh, we got, I bought three things from Sephora. For the oh, daughter. Sephora. Oh, you bought three things from Sephora? From the 214, yeah. It cost him over $100. Nah, I was, was yeah. going to say 260 Yeah, Holy you better crap. go in there with a coupon. Mm-hmm. Also, Ash Wednesday. Yes, it is. Four sixty nine making ribeyes. <laughs> Somebody says saving private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good date movie. <laughs> Wait, go back to ribeye guy. Okay. Four sixty nine is making ribeyes, bacon wrapped jalapenos, snow crab clusters with potatoes and corn for... Uh, 
his girl, and her two sons tonight. See, wow. those those sons are riding the coattails of that mama, and good for them. Th- those are the biggest Valentine's winners across the My Metroplex goodness. right now. That's a badass stepdaddy right there. Seriously, that dude. That is sick. 575 Valentine's plan, heart-shaped pizza from pa- Papa John's because the wife's on call. That's our buddy Alan and Keller. That's okay. cool. That's a nice Salute. touch. You enjoy that. Uh, the Sandlot being Texan is a date night movie. Half baked is definitely a love story. Yeah, it's full of ice cream, B. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool, yeah, I think Deadpool came out the first one on Valentine's Day. That's love for that sure. That is absolutely. Uh, some of the honorable mentions that we have on here: Crazy Stupid Love, Good Date Night Movie, Steve yeah. Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore. The ending in that is just Emma Stone, absolutely. Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, because his, Kevin Bacon is uh. Gosh, dang it. What was his freaking name? Oh, God, it's going to tick me off. Gosh, that's annoying because he had such a name that was, <laughs> it was great. great. It oh, was David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. He was, oh. he was cuckolded by David Lindhagen. Oh, Lindhagen. You're David Lindhagen. <laughs> hold on. Hold my ring. Gosh, that was a good ending. Uh, a Walk to Remember Ooh, with Mandy Moore. Yes. That's a tearjerker, bro. It is. It is. It was a damn good movie. See, I don't like sad movies. It's like sad. That. Like that, sad love movies, bro? That is a sad no. love That movie. one is. I don't think that ends on a high note, really. No, I saw that once and was like, dude, I don't think I can ever watch this movie. Again. Give me a drama or a, a comedy when it comes to the love situation. Okay, like the Don't wedding give me singer. The sad, sad stuff. Wedding singer, I can get down with. Love actually. When Harry met Sally, uh, Dirty Dancing is on here. Dude, Harry met Sally. That that's that's a hold up movie. That's that's that thing. See it on TV. Stands it's like the stop. test of time. Let me yeah. watch it. Top Gun, best movie for date nights. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, Boys in the Hood from the Nine. Uh, yeah, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, Boys in the Hood's a good one. They that's went also college in love. Yeah, that's just stop- Spelman or something. Stop down on that one too. Top Gun might be the smart play there because you get those volleyball scenes. You know, she starts getting a little bit hot and heavy. Like it's, it's a good opportunity to close. Yeah, Top Gun definitely is a love story. Uh, I mean, hell, you can go with Pearl Harbor. They had too much love in that damn movie. Grease and then Ghost with Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg. Is your honorable mention? If I'm watching a Swayze movie, it's going to be uh, Point Break, probably. Probably. Yeah. Roadhouse. A Roadhouse. Shout out to the person who takes it in Wedding Crashers. That's always a good one. Shallow How. Oh, great. Yeah, Jack <laughs> yeah, Black. Absolutely. Fifty uh, First Dates. Along Came Polly. Joe Dirt. Dumb and Dumber. Breakfast Club. That Debbie movie from the two one four. Uh, number 10. Hey, that was a love story because she was in love with trying to get to Dallas. Oh, Braveheart. Hell yeah. Braveheart's an outstanding date night movie. There's definitely love in that. Number 10 is Titanic, even though she killed off old Jack. That Braveheart era probably had to be the worst era for love. That was a lot of death. A lot of stinking, too. A lot of stinking. Goodness, what's the song? Nobody is bathing. It's gross. Wow. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> number 9 is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Number 8 is Lady and the Tramp. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, the spaghetti. Number seven, Sweet Home Alabama. Six is Pretty Woman. Five is The Notebook. Four is Fifty First Dates. That is great. Number three is The Proposal. The Proposal ends up being high in these rom-com lists. Yeah. Uh, it's solid. As a rom-com guy, solid, I, I appreciate I it. I don't put but it up on that pedestal. I'm not going to go Mount Rushmore with no. that thing. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You is number two. But number one, best date night movie is indeed The Princess Bride. Ooh, Still haven't classic. seen it. It is hilarious. Still haven't seen it, bro. Dude, that's worth watching, funny. bro. It is. All righty. Thank you, Wolchuk. Thank you. A Valentine's edition of your top 10 is now in the books. 
Let's talk some hoop as this basketball team is getting ready to play their final game before the All-Star break. Looking for six in a row. Chief's going to tell you what you have to know about the Mavs and the rest of the association coming up next year on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I thank you very much, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Rim sesh. Here's the chief. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed. The G-Bag Nation's going all 56 inches around that rim. It's always a special occasion when the Mavs are 48 minutes away from a six-game win streak and a season-best nine games over 500 as they host 11 wins San Antonio tonight for the final game before the All-Star festivities, boys and girls. And uh, there's plenty of plenty of Mavs things to discuss here, the first of which is I saw a little uh, since Kyrie returned from injury mm-hmm. nuggets. And it's just best record in the sport, longest win streak in the sport, number one in net rating, number three in defensive rating, (laughs) number four in points per game, and number three in rebounds per game. Hello, uh, the return of Kyrie Irving and the, uh, the health being injected into this Mavericks lineup has been huge. And I saw something else today that stood out to me in a very, very big way when you start talking about the, the MVPs. Uh, and who is who's the candidates and and we know Luke is always somewhat in the conversation at points he's the favorite over the years at times he's uh, at least in the conversation but I saw something today that that showed the total missed games by each starter on an MVP candidates teams Mm -hmm. so how often is the MVP because so much about winning the MVP is about how good is your record you know you're not giving the MVP to the sixth seed you know it's usually are you the one seed or maybe you're the two seed but for the most part it's the best player on a one or two seed for the most part and so you have obviously you have Nikola Jokic he's he's the reigning stud you have Shea Gilgis Alexander with OKC he's been in the mix this year Giannis of course and then our guy Luka And what you'll see is Jokic has only had to deal with 25 total games where he had a starter missing. Shea Gilgis-Alexander has only had to deal with that nine times. Giannis has dealt with that 22 times. Luka has had 67 total games this year where he's, uh, you know, of combined uh, games where his starters have missed. So Kyrie's missed 22, Exum's missed 22, Derek Jones Jr.'s missed five, Lively's missed 18. Mm -hmm. So when you start factoring in, you start having MVP conversations, and they're going to hold the record against the Mavs. And hopefully with uh, the new-look roster at the deadline and some level of of health luck, they can change their fortunes from a record standpoint, a seeding standpoint. I believe they're sitting at seventh right now in the West, but everything is a half game or a game. Like fifth, so after yep. tonight, who knows? Um, but I, ho- hopefully that can change. But when you start factoring, you know how many games starters have missed for these guys. I mean, that has to be in the conversation there with Luca. He's constantly playing without Kyrie, Exum, or Lively, or any combination of those guys. Yeah, I think you know he's in the he's definitely playing in a way that's deserving to win the MVP at some point. You know, will he stack them? I, I don't know. You know, I think. 
but he's he's in a state now where things got to break for him right, right? The other MVP candidates can't be dominating the league and going for 60, 65 wins, something like that. Until he has team dominance, it's going to have to be one of those deals where it's kind of his year and there's no other great candidate for you to win it as like, you know, a five or a six seed in the playoffs. You know, statistically, it's 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 been there for a while. I mean, he's been playing at an MVP level for a while. Tim McMahon says, uh, I would say one of the ways that Grant Williams rubbed people the wrong way when he was here with the Mavericks, the yap, yap, yapping. <laughs> Obviously, that's kind of part of it with him, which is charmingly obnoxious if he's productive and it's grating when he's not, but he didn't report in good shape. And Grant Williams is not, uh, Grant Williams not in good shape is not a good defender. Yeah. So you have more leaking out of the Mavericks there to Tim McMahon uh, on just how frustrated things got with Grant Williams. He showed up out of shape, bad note, and then your yap, yap, yappy guy. <laughs> I thought that was a great the, report. It's one of the things I noticed when I went to a game recently and was sitting pretty close, just how much he's constantly talking, and it's great energy, you know, and I – uh, you know, that doesn't surprise me at all. I, it, it appeared, though, at the time that everybody was enjoying his company. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you fake it a little bit there. Yeah. But yeah. behind closed doors, it was like, we, we whatever we up, do. Because you're not playing well. We need to get Grant Williams. Shape. Yeah, we got to get Grant Williams all the way up out of here. You, you run into those kind of folks in your life that just will not stop talking. And, you're, you know, for me, I know in social situations, I tend to stop talking. <clears throat> the more people you put in the same room, the less words I will say. Uh, I think for other people, it's the opposite. And I, I guess that's just their natural reaction, you know. The nervous energy makes me talk a lot less. Theirs puts them in a state where they literally can't stop talking. It's just crazy. Some people are just uncomfortable with the silence. They're like, I have yeah. to fill this silence with words. It's okay to sit and be silent. I get away from those folks. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you can't let this car ride be silent when it's silent, just, I'm getting away, bro. I had a buddy over. My parents were in town. I had a buddy over, and at some point, they look at me, and their eyes got super big, and they're like, we're going to go lay down for a while. And I was like, oh, that's right. This dude does do almost all of the talking. Oh. It could be draining, dude. It'd be, yeah, it'd be like two hours. Yeah. One story to another. Mm. Well, uh, there's reports about the trade deadline conversations around the league surrounding LeBron James. Teams were interested in his services, and it uh, looks like the Warriors are a team to to monitor here, not necessarily just with LeBron James, but uh, you know, in the summertime, they might be willing to make a huge splash uh, but one of the reports from ESPN was the 76ers reaching out to the Lakers, poking and prodding on LeBron James. And I love this from Rob Palinka, who runs things for the Lakers here. He, uh, the, it, they write this, after seeing James's murky social media post of an hourglass a week before the trade deadline, Philadelphia 76ers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, called Palinka to probe on a James trade and was immediately told that James was not available. In fact, Palinka responded by asking Morey if Joel Embiid was available, sources said, and that yeah. ended that brief conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to give me for LeBron, Joel Embiid? Then yeah, we can talk about this. I wonder what Golden State was offering. Clay Thompson? Yeah, I I uh I don't know. I don't know if things got to the offered stage, but you would have to think Clay Thompson's going to be involved there. I mean, with salaries and whatnot in order to pry away LeBron without giving up Steph or Draymond. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be the uh the most likely option. And finally here, we have Spencer Dinwiddie getting off to a a, a rocky start <laughs> in Los Angeles. Awesome. 13 minutes, 0 points 
and uh, four assists, two turnovers. That was his halftime start. At one point, like early in the game, he's pulling up from from like the logo with with, tw- with like 21 seconds left on the shot clock. It was just disgusting. And Lakers fans, he was trending last night because Lakers fans are already out on Spencer Dinwiddie. And I don't know. Okay, well, he wanted that, right? Help me go to sleep. Oh, you get your ass kicked, they're going to come back and dad's going to yell at you. That's what he wanted. Made me feel really, really good about that last night. Appreciate you, Chief. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think I'd have been out on Dinwiddie about five or six times in his stint with the Mavs, but I stand for him so hard when we acquired him that I was just, I was choosing positivity there. It was a, it was a rarity. I'm rarity. proud of you for that, man. Thanks. You know, Glass half full you know. <laughs> Exactly. We that's love exactly you, that's what I'm known for. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Right back to Chief, in addition to football's finest, what's bubbling out there, sir? Well, I got some good uh, Zimmer factoids to bring you, uh, and then we'll we'll try and we'll try and find the good. We'll go glass half full on the uh, the Chief Super Bowl parade uh, here in just a few moments. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 